Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nomad Neeks Lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining me here and for subscribing and for tuning in to all of my episodes. Today's episode is going to be something really interesting that I've been wanting to talk about. But first, if you have not listened to my previous episode, number five, definitely listen to that. It's with my friend Emmy, who's currently in South Africa. And we talk just all about her teaching in different countries in Asia and struggles in China and just the struggles of living abroad in general. I really enjoyed making that podcast with her. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. So today I am actually very excited to talk about the current COVID situation in China. So as of recording today, it is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. And I have been in Shenzhen, China, which is in the south of China, about an hour or two metro ride away from Hong Kong, the center of Hong Kong. Unfortunately, right now, we cannot go there, but just for you to get a geographical idea, we are pretty much right beside Hong Kong. Again, as with all my other podcasts, I really apologize for the construction noises, if you can hear them. By now, I'm sure you know that my apartment is pretty much in a construction zone. It's a very old area of Shenzhen. Shenzhen itself is only about 40 years old, the city, and there's about 10 million people here, which is crazy. But this is one of the oldest areas in the city, so they are tearing everything down. So 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night, I hear constant construction. It is my alarm clock, so I apologize for that. Okay, so back on track for this episode. I am really excited to talk, not excited, but I think it'll be very interesting if you're not living in China to hear about the current climate of the COVID situation in China, when of course I only have experience living in Shenzhen during this time, but I do know that pretty much all of China, it's really, really the same. Um, The government has it very much under control and the protocols are just crazy to get in. If you haven't already, I've recorded an episode that you can listen to, either one or two, all about coming back to China, having to do the quarantine, having to do a week long of tests just to get the results for in time for my flight. So I have recorded a full in-depth podcast about that episode one or two, if you have not listened yet. Um, But let's dive into the COVID situation in China. So I had actually told my family and friends, one of the reasons I was excited to come to China, and this was before I came back when I was in Canada, um, was because this COVID situation is so under control here. And I don't think that they really understood the full depth of what fully under control meant because in most countries in the world right now it means somewhat under control cases are still you know popping up here and there 
Um, but China, that's really not the case. I don't think there's too many other countries who have such strict protocols to keep it under control. Maybe New Zealand. Um, but the processes here are really, really amazing. When I go outside, um, I don't need to wear a mask. I would say it's about 50-50 of people wearing masks or not. A lot of the people just have the masks on their chin. They're not actually wearing them. Um, but it's absolutely, totally common to see people wearing no mask at all. You do have to wear a mask when you go in a taxi or on the metro or I believe in like a supermarket or a shopping center. Um, but I think you can take them off the sh in, once you enter the shopping center. They take your temperature on your wrist and then you need the mask on for that when you enter the malls. And then once you're in, you don't need to wear the mask. I think most people do wear the mask once they're inside. Um, but it's not required like it would be for a taxi or the metro. So that is kind of a general, that can just give you a general sense, I guess, of what the situation here is like. I believe Shenzhen has had no cases, at least since I've been back. I've been back for about five weeks now, um, but two of that was quarantine in a different city. Um, however, so one thing that I did notice, which is actually really interesting, um, when you order food, you can order it on one of the popular apps. You can literally get any food, any price range um, within like, I think about 10 kilometers of where you are. Um, so I saw this little number there and I put it on my Instagram story, but I saw this little number and it looked like it was a temperature. So I translated it and you could actually see the temperature of your food delivery guy, which I thought was so crazy, but also such a good protocol to have in place just so that people feel safe. When I'm getting my food, I feel safe knowing that the person who delivered it's temperature was normal and i i'm not positive but pretty much 99.9 percent .9 if you had a fever you would not be able to del be delivering food that is for sure so as i mentioned every day when i go into work we're supposed to wear a mask as we enter work they take our temperature on our wrist and once you're in you can take off the mask we don't need to wear the masks teaching i think in may and june they had to but starting for the september school year it was not required to wear a mask anymore thankfully because today november 18th is so humid in china i'm sitting here with my aircon on 23 blowing directly at me it's a humid day today um, so I'm very grateful that we do not have to teach with masks. Um, some of my students will wear masks. I would say in every class, there's maybe four, maybe five out of 30 students that are wearing their mask. And then whenever they talk, it's so much more difficult for me to know what they're saying. Um, so it's a good thing I don't have to wear a mask for teaching, but um, it's more of just a preventative measure. I actually see quite a few people when they sneeze take off their mask, which I think is a little bit anticlimactic, but <laughs> um, 
So also really interesting, this is definitely not confirmed at all, but I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day at dinner and he was saying that early in the morning, some of the trucks will, uh, I'm not sure what type of truck, but they will go around the city and spray something in the air. I'm not sure if it's like chlorine or what it is, but just spray something in the air, I guess, maybe antibacterial. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting and a good protocol for, you know, of course you don't want chemicals going into your lungs, but kind of desperate times call for desperate measures at this point in time in 2020. Um, so I kind of thought that that was interesting as I hadn't heard of any other country doing that. I don't even know if that is for sure happening, but, um, it was something that he brought up to me that I thought was interesting and I'm sure it's probably something that China does do. So in terms of my testing to actually get back into China. So as I mentioned in my previous podcast, um, I had to, I booked a week long of tests in Canada because my test had to be valid for 72 hours prior to boarding the flight. And that flight to China was in a different time zone than where I was living. So I had to adjust to that time zone. And I had, I think it was six or seven days in a row of um, nasal, all of them were nasal COVID tests. So I actually had to change my flight because a lot of my results came back way too early before my flight. So I changed my flight to be two days earlier than it was supposed to be in October. And I left because my results that had come back were going to work for my new flight. So it was a super last minute flight out the door um, back to China. So when I was in quarantine in China, and this is standard for all quarantines you'll have anywhere in China, I, of course, I got the nasal and throat test when I got off the plane. So that was in the airport. And straight to quarantine on day seven, I got a blood and a nasal test. And the blood is checking for antibodies because um, I read an article saying that some of the tests in China, the nasal swab tests, they will come back as a false positive. So they do the blood test as well for any antibodies and that's on day seven and then day 13 the day before you're released they do both of those tests again antibody and nasal so those were good i got my letter of release from quarantine which my workplace needed and then i had been out of quarantine for about four or five days already and my school had told me to go to the local hospital and get another test So I was kind of like, well, at this point, I think it's a bit pointless because I've already been, you know, interacting with friends and people on the street and whatnot, but okay. So I went to do that at the local hospital, Um, super fast and easy, really no line, actually not really, there was no line at all, (laughs) walk in, get it done. Uh, And that was a throat test. I think most of the time in China, once you're in China, not in quarantine it'll be a throat swab test which is so much nicer than the nasal test i cannot even compare the two throat is definitely the one that you want (laughs) um so i am definitely grateful that hopefully for a while i'll be out of the woods 
for any type of COVID test because I've had them all at this point and I've had many, I'd probably say more than 10 of the nasal ones. I can pinpoint which one was the worst because, oh my gosh, it was like 20 minutes later and my eyes were still watering. It was horrible. Um, so one crazy thing, crazy about COVID in China. So there are a few, very few reported cases. And I think a lot of those are Chinese and foreigners coming in. So a lot of the time it will get caught in quarantine. Um, but sometimes I guess there are, of course, asymptomatic cases. I think in Shanghai and in Qingdao, there have been a couple or just one case that's kind of led to an outbreak in the city uh, somewhat recently within the last couple months for both of them. So, But it's it's so amazing and crazy how quickly China gets on top of the testing. So what they did for both of these cities is they pretty much locked down the whole city. And within, I know in Qingdao, within... It was five or seven days. I can't remember. I want to say five days. They had tested nine million people in the city. And I believe, you know, almost all of them were negative. But it's just crazy the span and how quickly they can do all these tests and get the results back. I think it's amazing. And I think the world could really learn from, I guess, the rapid testing of China. And that's really a big reason why it's so under control here. And I really do not think about COVID on a daily basis like I did when I was back home in Canada. And I was in a small town of a thousand people only. I think there was only two or 300 total cases of COVID throughout the whole period COVID had been in Canada. Um, But I feel so much safer here. It's not at all something that I think about on a daily basis anymore. Um, So when there was, I want to say it was around the time that I was still in quarantine. So about a month ago in October, there was one case in Shenzhen. And it's so crazy because everyone I know was talking about this one case you know normally one case in a lot of other countries isn't even something to blink an eye at because there's so many other cases but everyone at least every foreigner I knew in Shenzhen knew about this one case because it was the singular case in Shenzhen and it was in a specific apartment building that most people in Shenzhen know because it is pretty upscale And in Shenzhen and quite a few other cities, you can do seven days in a hotel quarantine. And then if you have a place, an apartment already, you can move into your apartment for the additional seven day quarantine uh, to finish out the two weeks. So they had moved into their apartment to finish out the last week of their quarantine. And I guess one of them tested positive. So there was, you know, a couple of WeChat articles written about it and everyone I knew knew about this one case and they were in quarantine so it didn't spread to anyone. Every single person in that apartment building, which is like thousands of people, it's a very well-known upscale apartment building in Shenzhen, um, they all got tested and I think they were all negative, but they all had the option to get tested if they wanted to. 
Um, and of course, you know, results come back 24 hours, maybe even less. For me, it was about 24 hours. Um, but I just think, you know, it's it's just so interesting how China has done it um, because they really can have that level of control and really get it under control, which I think is really something that a lot of other countries would be awesome if they could implement, I guess, if people would follow along with those rules, which maybe is not always the case, but um, so that is kind of just a general overview of COVID in China and everything I've heard about local cases and not local, but cases within the country and um, what I've experienced from COVID testing and how it affects me in my daily life, which really is minimally actually a lot of the time when I'm taking the metro. I think every single time I've taken the metro and sometimes a taxi so far, I forget my mask. So I'll be like halfway to the metro and then I have to walk back to my apartment to grab my mask because I'm always forgetting it. (laughs) But um, yeah, other than that, COVID really does not affect my life. And I am so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here and that I had a job who's willing to take me back, that I could come back to and just get settled right back into normal life in Shenzhen, because it really, I would say like 95% is back to normal. I'm used to temperature checks at this point. I'm used to wearing my mask for the most part, except for when I forget it. I don't know how I'm going to fare come the summer when it's like 150% humidity and you have to wear your mask out, but... That is a problem to face in a few months' time. So that is kind of everything I know about COVID in China and my daily life experiences. I thought it would be interesting to share because I know um, on my Instagram pictures, a couple people have commented being like, you're around so many people, especially my Halloween photo of, you know, there was like easily over 100 people at the pubs. Um, the pub crawl that we went to Halloween and no one was wearing a mask Um, so a couple people commented on that photo and yeah I really just don't think people realize how under control COVID is in China and it's amazing and I'm so grateful to be here and I hope that other countries can get like this in the near future because it's really nice to go back to a almost normal life so I hope that I covered a lot of your questions about COVID. I don't have all the answers, of course I don't, but that's just kind of my general experience of COVID and what it's been like just for the couple weeks that I have been living in China, back here again. So thank you so much for listening and I will absolutely be back again soon with another podcast and please subscribe and I will talk to you again soon.